I'm AJ. And welcome to our podcast, Not That AA, and this is episode 16. And we have been gone for a very long time. I think it's been months since our last podcast. I know. Sorry for that. But a lot has happened in this time. There have been so many changes in the past few months that it's just, it's been nuts trying to keep up. Um, First of all, uh, we do live in an area that was affected by Hurricane Harvey. So that really... Um, was very difficult. Fortunately, we didn't lose any of our possessions, but, you know, some of our friends did. And even now, it's been like three weeks later, you can go to the grocery store and there's still some, you know, empty shelves here Mm -hmm. and there. Um, Some of the businesses have had shorter hours now because it's harder for them to get supply trucks. And even after the hurricane had passed, there was a lot of businesses that were still closed. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just from damage, but also... um, because of supply issues. Yeah, I mean, our prayers go out to those that are affected by Harvey and especially Irma. Irma, yes. Hit Florida especially hard. Yeah, that hit through Florida and also the Carolinas. Um, uh, like what about a week and a half ago, something like yeah. that. So of course, our thoughts and prayers going to everyone still affected by Harvey and also being affected by Hurricane Irma. So, yeah, as you can imagine, (laughs) things have been kind of crazy around here lately. Mm -hmm. But things are finally getting back to normal, normal normal-ish. Yeah, yeah. You know, those of us in the Gulf states are pretty resilient. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, we're used to having hurricane warnings and hurricane watches. Um, It is hurricane season. I believe it lasts from August to November. I'm not totally sure. I know. It just started. I know. And where we have two major... And the thing is, I remember watching the forecast this morning, Mm -hmm. and it looks like another one named Maria is headed towards where Irma hit. Oh, my God. So there's, like, at least two other hurricanes in that Atlantic region that's kind of slowly forming. So hopefully they don't get hit again by something like Irma. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Floridians are super tough, and we just want them to be safe and be careful. And if your area, if you do live in Florida and there's an evacuation, please get out of the area. I mean, I know there's still so much recovery going on, um, you know, in Florida because they got a different type of damage than Harvey got. Mm -hmm. Um, Irma was super strong, super high winds and a lot of rain. And so there was flooding and surges in addition to the wind. But, you know, it kind of passed through, you know, over a few days. But with Harvey... We didn't get, like, really the crazy winds too much. I mean, there was areas worth bad winds, but it was just so slow, and it just kept dumping, dumping so much rain. I mm-hmm. think Harvey dumped, like, trillions of gallons of water. And the, the area, you know, all along the Gulf of Mexico just wasn't, just not ready to handle that. So mm-hmm. here we have, like, two unprecedented storms. <laughs> Within a month, of, within a month, so um, so yeah, things have been going crazy. And uh, for those of you listening, you know, um, iTunes has made it really easy to donate to the Red Cross. I think Facebook also has donation mm-hmm. um, pages because there's still a lot of need. And I know, like we, um, those of us who weren't affected so severely, you know, we've been donating you know, furniture, clothes, money, stuff like that, because it's, it, it's sad to see what's happened. And any little bit helps, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just a dollar, I mean, or $2, it's, 
any any help to like the millions of people that have been affected by hurricanes this season would really be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's go to something a little more cheerful. <laughs> um, the uh, promotional item that we're talking about that was a few that was released a few months ago. Do you want to talk about it? Was it a few months ago? I thought oh, it was over it was, a year it was ago. Over a year ago. I'm sorry. But, Excuse me. <laughs> um, this came out when Fallout 4 came out, and it's those of you that play Fallout know about the new Coca-Colas. They're kind of a bluish hint, glow-in-the-dark type drink that you drink to kind of replenish your health in Fallout. And they teamed up with Jones Soda and Target, of all places, uh, to sell these special collector's edition quant- new Coca-Cola Quantums. And I remember when these came out, people had to line up for them because they only sold, like, a couple bottles at each Target. Yes. And people were buying them up by the cases to sell on eBay, of course. But we got two bottles that we kept until now and thought it would be cool to kind of drink on the podcast. Yes, exactly. And we figured, too, um, you know, in case there's another hurricane, another flood, we don't want to lose them. They're also not worth that much, too, anymore. You yeah. know, if you look on eBay and some of the other auction sites, they're, I don't know, they're going for maybe 10 bucks a bottle. So we figured, you know, why not? And every once in a while, I get kind of craftsy. And so I'm thinking of just making these bottles into lamps, maybe putting some blue lights in them. Mm-hmm. That way they'll actually be blue and glow. Yeah. Um, or something like that. I don't play around with them. But we're going to be... Re- Drinking the soda. First of all, we, we're assuming it's pretty, it's good. I mean, bottled sodas have a really long shelf life. Oh, yeah. I doubt these have gone bad. We've never opened them, so there should be some carbonation. So we're going to do that right now and pour them over some ice because I forgot to put them in the fridge. <laughs> so we'll do a nice little moment of ASMR for and you. And it's uh, a <laughs> berry lemonade soda. So that sounds good. That sounds amazing. Okay, do you want to open yours first? Let's so. see how fizzy yours is. Not very fizzy. Okay, here's your cup. Let's see if it fizzes up when you pour it. That's poured in. Oh, yeah, it gets fizzy when you put it on ice. Wow, I've never seen uh, blue froth like that before. It looks almost like you're drinking... Uh, <laughs> the tap, the toilet tabs. Oh, yeah. I was going to say um, uh, detergent. Because, you know, some of the detergents are blue. Mm-hmm. Fabric softener. Downy. It's about the color of downy fabric softener. That, like, light pastel blue color. That's the color of the foam on this stuff, so... Let me see if mine has more fizz than yours when I open it. Yes. Yours have more fizz. Only marginally. (laughs) Okay, I'll pour mine and then we will taste test. It drizzles all over the place. Maybe you're just a sloppy pour. Oh, there it is. It's drizzling. Okay. Okay. Or dribbling, not drizzling. All right. Cheers. Bottoms up. Ooh. Hmm. You know, it's not as sweet as I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot sweeter. I thought it was going to taste like straight up candy. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. I think that the flavor is quite mild. I mean, it could be because we've had it sitting around, but we haven't had it sitting around that long. It tastes kind of like, um, 
Have you had those pink lemonade that you drank at school mm. growing up? It tastes kind of like a lighter version of that yeah. with a little bit of carbonation. You know what I like about this is that it doesn't have very much acidity. Mm-hmm. Usually lemonades have kind of like that tangy bite to them, which is good some cases. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little too much. Um, but this is this is lovely. It's not bad. Yeah. So we're going to continue to enjoy this. Um, let's see. What else do we want to talk? Oh, Zelda DLC. That is something that we just went through last night, actually. We just kind of plowed through it. It took us a really long time to get to it because, you know, of all the things that's been going on. Mm-hmm. But the first DLC is like Trials of the Sword or something like that. And it came with a couple of costumes, you know, whatever. Those were not too bad Yeah. to get, especially if you follow a guide online. But what drove us really nuts is we're not hardcore gamers by any stretch of mm-hmm. the imagination. Mm-hmm. And... The Trials of the Sword, there's like, I think, 45 trials. Yes. And basically, you start completely naked, and you had to forage and kill, like, the monsters without any equipment. Mm-hmm. And you have your basic tablet abilities, so you can do bombs, you can do stasis. Yeah. But you don't have access to any of the, um, what were those powers called? The ones from the four... Basically, the ones. Oh, that, you don't have any from the four champions. Yeah, you don't have the champion powers. So you don't have, um, you know, the resurrection, the gale, mm-hmm. um, that uh, the fury or the protection. So you don't have any of those to help you. You just have your tablet controls, and um, which don't get me wrong, those come in super handy. Mm-hmm. And so basically, when you go through these trials, or when you go through each little level. Um, Whatever you pick up is what you take to the next level. So your inventory is completely gone. And so you're picking up like sticks and the boko clubs Mm -hmm. and whatever food they might have been cooking. I mean, which definitely comes in handy. But the huge, huge caveat to this is that you have to make it through all of the levels in one sitting. Yeah, we made it to level 12 and I looked it up. I think it's the last level, the easy chambers or whatever mm-hmm. and you fight this uh high knocks high knocks yeah and things are going pretty well until you picked up a tree and it was like one hit kill yeah and it was like from full health and we have like mind you we did all of the shrines so we had a lot of hearts yes and it was like one hit kill and i think part of that is because you're not wearing any armor mm-hmm. and i guess if you had put a shield up you might have survived but but the thing is, at that time, you've only picked up a couple of, like, you know, Lizolfo shields. Yeah, and, like, a, a couple shield. cracked, like, shields and a couple of rusty shields. Yeah, you weren't you weren't getting any sort of high-end gear because it was still in the beginner level. Yeah, so anyways, we died, and we had spent, like, an hour or so to get up to that point, and I was just like, no. I don't know if I have the patience. Hell no. We It's one of those things that we might revisit later. Actually, we probably will revisit later. But I have a suggestion, and let us know in the comments what you guys think, is um, instead of erasing all of your progress, since I'm assuming there's levels of beginning, intermediate, and hard, is if when you die during a level, it takes you back a few. Like, say you're in level 10 of beginner, mm-hmm. and you die. It takes you back three levels. If you're in intermediate and you die, you go back five levels. Or if you're in the hard, you go, you die, you go back like seven levels. So that way you kind of keep some of your progress 
and it kind of gives you a drive to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I, cause I don't know, like you said, we're not really hardcore gamers. We're more casual everyday gamers. And I think a lot of gamers are like us mm-hmm. where we kind of play when we're not at work and, you know, when we're not doing our other day to day stuff. So it's a little bit of an escape. And so if it becomes as tedious as a job, mm-hmm. then we kind of get turned off by that. Yeah. So what do you think? I, I, <laughs> you I agree. agree. <laughs> so, but I'm sure, you know, some people like my brother would, mm-hmm. and my mom too, you know, I think we've mentioned this before on this podcast. My mom is a huge gamer and they can spend hours and hours and hours going at a game. Yeah, so. but doing these like difficult Batman challenges is vastly different from having to repeat like a two or three hour challenge session just because of some you know that's true. stroke of luck and i remember in one of the levels i got unlucky and i somehow fell off of the bridge into the water and that took me back like quite a bit yeah i, I lost so much food items that i had to use mm-hmm. to stay alive but anyway we've played other games since then yes speaking of kind of stuff that my family can play for hours the game that we've gotten most recently is every everybody's golf or yeah. is everyone's golf. It yep. used to be Hot Shots Golf. I like hot, the name Hot Shots Golf better because to me everybody's golf doesn't really make that much sense. But you said it was a direct translation. So yeah, that's, that's what it's been okay. called in Japan forever and ever. Okay, yeah. okay. So that is a type of game that um at least my family kind of got us into it. Mm-hmm. And I had played previous versions of Hot Shots Golf, but my mom and my brother get, like, super addicted to those. And they plow through. And, like, didn't you say my mom went up, like, 14 levels in one day or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that's one that we've been playing. And it's really fun. And it really, I don't know about it being addictive, but it's one of those things where, um... It's actually, it, it's enjoyable and challenging because it's like a timing game. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I can play it longer than other games because it's not as like strenuous on your hands. Mm-hmm. Like some fighting games, I can only play for, you know, an hour or so because then my hands get tired. But with this one, it actually requires a reasonable amount of thought because you kind of have to strategize where you're going to put your ball and also because you know the course is you know it's a golf course mm-hmm. so there's different ways you can lay up your shot and I mean I think it's fun someone was talking about this at the IGN podcast and they're saying it's interesting because most people aren't that interested in playing golf in real life but something about it this golf sim game just really attracts your attention and it's actually really popular because I think it's relaxing. It takes, like, all the strenuous part of playing golf away Mm -hmm. and makes it all about just, you know, enjoying the course. And then, like, you know, it's it's just about timing, so you don't have to worry about doing, like, weird technical combinations like you do in a fighting game and things like that. And there's something really satisfying about getting under par, like getting a birdie and stuff like that. (laughs) You got a hole-in-one. With the tornado cut. but, But anyways... Well, Um, in case anyone doesn't know what a Tornado Cup is, basically in the beginner levels, um, in the beginner tournaments, a Tornado Cup, it's exactly what it sounds. It has, there's a cup with a tornado, and if you get close to the hole, it sucks it in. mm -hmm. 
well, it spins around and toilet bowls it for a little bit and then sucks it in. So it's really, it's really a cute game. But the one thing that, you know, kind of like a side note that bothered me is you create your own character. And I was saying that there was a glitch, but it wasn't a glitch. It was something that we actually missed. So I created my character and I have, I have brown hair. I have like light brown hair and my whole, the rest of my family has black hair. And so I was saying, oh, they must not have noticed because their hair was dark, is that it looked like my character had this really busted weave because it had like black hair, like a really black short haircut, like somehow weirdly mixed in with the brown hair. Mm -hmm. And it bothered the hell out of me. I don't know why. It just really bothered me. But we found out that Apparently, we had an extension, a hair extensions mm-hmm. tab selected, and so AJ fixed that, and I am very grateful because it was, that just, was funny. It was just bothering me so much. Like, every time I saw my poor little character, I was like, oh, come on, someone fix her hair. Oh, my God. But yes, that's me. <laughs> so let's see. What else have we played that was a lot of fun? Because it's been a while since we've done the podcast. I know. It's been so long. I don't remember everything that we've talked about i know you know because we've been involved with zelda for a mm. long time so that's something we've been talking about i know we used to talk about watchdogs a lot but we oh, haven't really touched that's it that's right much. what another game that came out on the switch that we did play a lot of was overcooked oh my god yes i, I uh, i'm just too i'm too uncoordinated to be that useful with overcooked but you played with my brother yeah so for those of you that don't know, this game came out on, I think, PlayStation 4 first. Mm-hmm. And it was brought to the Switch, which came with all the DLC. And the thing about this game that's really cool is the premise is simple. You're cooking food, and basically you have these ingredients that you have to put together. You can, you can either chop them, like grill them, or whatever. It's and kind of a more frantic cooking mama. I guess you can put it that way. And yeah. It's almost like a more advanced... One of those iOS games, you know, Mm. like you're putting together dishes as fast as you can. You're putting it away. But the interesting thing about that game is it's all about timing and how you work together. Because the way a lot of the levels work later on, it almost seems impossible. Like you don't have enough time Mm -hmm. to complete all the orders you need to do. But as you go on and play the level over and over again, you'll start shaving off time. I think there's something in the design of the game that makes it so challenging but so accomplishable at the same time. Yes. It's really interesting. Like, the final boss, I think we spent at least three hours playing that level. Like, just <laughs> optimizing every little thing. And the interesting thing is at the very beginning, you know, you have, I think, 13 or 14 minutes. Yeah. And we wouldn't even make it to the last stage of the final boss. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally beat it, we beat it with like 40 seconds left. Wow. So intense. So it's interesting because, you know, it's one of those things that seems impossible in the beginning. And like Zelda, the trials, you know, where it really does seem like it would take a lot more effort. You can noticeably improve over time as Mm -hmm. you play it. And the thing is, it's not so frustrating to the point where you just want to stop after like failing a couple times. Yeah. I think that's the greatest part about it. Yeah, I think it's kind of like you have that desire to finish it. Like, you know that you can do it, and so you keep going. But it is a super cute game, just Mm -hmm. aesthetically. 
and you cook, um, what was it, soup, fish and chips, burgers, and pizza, right? Yeah, and in the later levels, you can cook um, burritos. Nice. And I believe in the DLC, you can cook stews, and then there's a holiday DLC where you can roast turkeys. Oh my god! Oh my god! We have to get that. I have to show you that. We have it. We do? We do have it, Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, we're going to go roast turkeys. But we can do that during Thanksgiving because we're not going to make a turkey this year. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so that was, that's was that been a lot of fun. And let's see, let's, are there any games that we're looking forward to like in the future? Yeah, so there's a lot of games coming out this Christmas season or this holiday season in general. So the biggest one I can think of that's coming that we're interested in is in October, I believe it was like the 26th or 27th, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of games coming out that day. But the ones we're interested in is there's a new Assassin's Creed Yes. that takes place in Egypt. And Which should be gorgeous. It should be. Yes. It's supposed to highlight like the new system when the Xbox One X comes out. Oh, okay. But whatever. We're playing it on the original. Um, and of course, Super Mario Odyssey is coming out on that same That day. looks amazing. It looks so cute. And we've only seen a very small part of it. Yes. So I anticipate that will be another great game. In fact, I think the Switch has a lot of great games coming out this year. And Mm -hmm. it hasn't even been a year since it came out. Yeah, there's been... There was actually, you know, the Nintendo announcement recently talking about, you know, the new 3DS games, like the new Pokemon, and then the ones that are coming out for switch um one that i'm kind of curious about the demo is free right now but let us know if any of you guys have played it um is the uh project octopath traveler mm-hmm. it looks really interesting to me so what do they I call it could... 2d hd yeah so basically everything looks like it's eight bits but it's rendered three-dimensionally yeah there's like an hd background and you can walk in a three-dimensional world yeah it's 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 really interesting the way they approached it yeah and so i know um was my brother gonna get cuphead i know i was kind of interested in cuphead too i think that has a release date too now those for those of you i don't know if anyone has ever seen you know some of the old Disney and Warner Brothers cartoons from the 30s. I mean, the aesthetic is just nailed, like just dead on. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at, you know, some of the really old Disney ones, like, you know, Mickey's Polo Game and the one with the one of the the Silly Symphony ones. And like I said, the old um, Porky Pig Warner Brothers um, cartoons. I mean, the aesthetic is right there. Like Felix the Cat. It's like you're watching a cartoon. From the 30s, legitimately. And it is wild. It's so wild. I mean, they did an amazing job artistically on that game. So that's something that I'm probably going to look into getting and playing. It also... It's it's funny because all the cartoons back in the 30s almost look like like you're having an acid trip or something. (laughs) It's so weird. But then again, you know, surrealism was really big at that time. You Mm -hmm. know, Picasso, Dolly and stuff. Well... Picasso was a cubist. Dolly was a surrealist. But you know what I'm saying. Like, that type of genre of art. It's really it's really cool. Um, what else? So, yeah. there's a couple games that's already been announced that we're interested in as well. So, I know Rocket League is coming to the Switch. Ooh. Um, that would be fun to play on the go. And they added Mario content, too, in it. Remember? Yeah, yeah. They had, like, mm-hmm. the special carts and stuff. Um, let's see what else. 
I believe there's also that game that I thought was intriguing in the indie showcase. I think it's called Nine Parchments or something like that. Oh, okay. It's it looks like a version of Diablo. That's what it looks like to me. Yes, that's how you're trying to lure me in because yeah. you know I'm a huge Diablo fan, and so you're like, oh, it looks like Diablo, and I'm like, really? It we does. should get it. Yeah. It looks like a mix <laughs> between Diablo and like Gauntlet Legends. I don't know if you played the arcade I've never for that. played that, yeah. Um, that's what it looks like. So that should be a lot of fun. Go on. I'll say what I was, was going to say afterwards. Of course, there's a bunch of <laughs> other games that are coming out during the holidays that we could potentially look forward to. But I think the biggest thing is I'm hoping for... A Black Friday sale this yes. year on games. Mm-hmm. I know some we're looking at is like, for example, the new Tekken that's supposed to be really good. I always love Tekken. And um, there's a new Uncharted that came out in August that maybe will go on sale. It has Chloe is like one yeah. of the female protagonists. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like her story. It's like her main story. It's her and that other chick from the recent Uncharted. Yeah, I, I don't know her, her name. <laughs> But I just remembered before we close out, um, something else that we're excited about getting are the um, new Zelda amiibos, the oh, champion yeah. amiibos. We've been really, I mean, they're just beautiful. And the champions, for those of you who played Zelda, they all have distinct personalities and they're really amazing. So we're looking forward to getting those amiibos to further enhance gameplay. I hope we can find one, given oh, Nintendo's checkered history with supply. <laughs> um, I think they come out November 10th, and you get... They have one for each one, right? I know you want Urbosa. Yeah. Because you kind of think Urbosa's hot, which she is. And I like uh, Rivali, because he's kind of a jackass. The Falcon funny. guy? Yeah. yeah. Or, but you know who I love is Derek. The, the big hulky the big, guy. The Hulk. We'll just call him the Hulk. We'll call him the Hulk. Or you can call him the Thing, because he's actually a rock person. Mm-hmm. I forgot what they're called. Oh, my God. Rock f- person? Yes. The ones in the volcano area. Uh, I'm totally drawing a blank right now. I know it's awful. People are going to hate me for it, but I'm totally drawing a blank right now. <laughs> that's okay. We'll come back to it. Anyways, thank you so much for taking time out to listen to our kind of return episode and hopefully we'll be bringing them much more you know regularly and we will continue to discuss what's going on in gaming and Mm -hmm. other things i mean we'll of course touch in on you know different pop culture stuff and yeah it's been great having you with us all right well thank you for listening all right thanks bye bye